If you listen to the show for any amount of time, you know that I do have a merch store or two, and I don't generally push my merch because I don't feel comfortable hitting you guys up for money. But if you're listening to me on anything resembling a regular basis, you probably laugh at the same things I do. You probably think a lot of the same things I do. So why don't you go check out HorribleDesigns.com. They have assorted merchandise with funny comments on it, funny t-shirts, funny mouse pads, funny coffee cups, and then some stuff that maybe not necessarily so funny, but is definitely relevant, whether it's a social opinion, an economic opinion, a stance on you know things like veganism or whether or not you need essential oils in your life. So yeah, anyway, that's my little plug. I have some of their shirts. They're comfortable. They're cool. I like them. HorribleDesigns.com. Go check it out. The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hi, everybody. Thank you for coming to I Had to Say It. Uh, joining me today are the gentlemen of 69 Whiskey Podcast. So, hello, everybody. My name is e- the Dollar Store Dom, Eric motherfucking Weinstein, uh, one of the hosts of the 69 Whiskey Podcast, joined by, as always, my lovely co-host. <laughs> it be- Listen, it better be lovely, because, God damn it, I am, I am not only the co-host, but the producer, and the reason why you sound phenomenal on the podcast. It's the head advocate of the Big Titty Committee, Motorboat and Matt Mish. It's a pleasure to be here, Aaron. Thank I mean, you for having us. Oh, my pleasure. I mean, indeed. I guess since I'm the personality, you have to be like the the, the eye candy here. <laughs> Please, personality, give me a break, my man. Uh, now, for those of you for those of you that don't understand the dynamic of our show, we do this all the time. It's not like that we hate each other. We're just like an old married couple. I am officially Eric's third marriage. Let's say. <laughs> Yeah, that's I I, I got to admit I I cuz I do listen to the show um I'd mentioned earlier uh as we were pre-gaming before we started recording I I do listen to the show and I really do enjoy the dynamic between you guys it makes me chuckle I feel like that would really fit in with a lot of the friendships I have in my life where I'm just like god that sounds like me okay and <laughs> and, and, and there are times where I've sounded like both of you guys on either side of the conversation so it's like I, I can't necessarily pick a side in some cases. It's like sometimes I'm a little little more Eric, sometimes I'm a little more Matt, sometimes I'm right in the middle going, they're both right. This is great. <laughs> That's well, it's good to know that I'm right in some occasions. Well, you know, I, you, you can't be wrong all the time unless, unless you're married. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we know all about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> two divorces, two of them. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I, I was going to tell you guys a story of when I first came across your guys' show um, and when I decided I was going to start reaching out to people to come on. And you guys, um, I said something in a Twitter group and Matt said, yeah, sure, we'd, we'll come on. And I was like, fucking tits. All right. I like these guys. They make me laugh. They talk about stuff I like. This is going to be a good time. And then I, anybody that's a longtime listener of my show knows I am absolutely horrible at preparing for interviews and things like that because I don't bring questions and specific topics it's more like i want to talk to you guys like an actual conversation we'll 
kind of get to know each other, get a get a little uh, vibe going, get a little com- conversation going, and just see where it takes us. I mean, that's just I'm I'm more conversational or confrontational depending on what it is. I oddly enough, the people that would really have a problem with me are the ones I probably need to be talking to because it's like, look, I got to tell you how to pull your head out of your ass because you're fucking dumb. That's kind of the premise of my show is like, don't be fucking stupid. Seriously. I mean, I mean, that is the that is kind of the original point of 69 whiskey, because the reason I made 69 whiskey is uh, I was walking around the college campus at Ryder University and listening to all of these like 19, 20 year olds talking about their experiences trying to pick up the opposite sex both female and male none of you fuckers are fucking safe here (laughs) and just listening to them i went okay i need to take all of the knowledge that i've put together over the last however many years that i've been doing stuff in the bdsm community And I need to educate these poor children, because if I don't, there is going to be a lot of hurt around campus. (laughs) That's uh, that's actually very admirable, I think, you know, because, yeah, just stupidity needs to be corrected. That's really just kind of my my whole mantra is like, look, you're fucking dumb. And that's part of the problem with being dumb is you don't realize you're fucking dumb until somebody comes along and tries to steer you along a a truer path. Basically sums up any interaction I see on social media. There's a lot of dumb motherfuckers on there too. Oh yeah, that's uh, I, I I I I take a lot of fuel from general ire, and I'm going, how how are you? How just how? I mean, maybe it's, I mean, I'm I'm you know I'm a little little older there. I'm you know the bottom end of Gen X where I do have that kind of mentality where it's like, all you motherfuckers. <laughs> This is our fault, but what the hell? It's uh, yeah. It's yeah. I mean, just to be honest, that's kind of how I I looked at things. I'm like, and that's how my show started. Was like, I just had a whole lot of things I wanted to get off my chest. Hence the I had to say it because I was like, this was my therapy, screaming into the void. And apparently, a few people started picking up on it and going, you know what? This, you're kind of right. You're kind of funny. Sometimes you're a douche. Sometimes you piss me off. But at least you're honest. And um, then my my son um, and a couple of his friends who are younger, they're in their early 20s now, but they were, you know, like 21-ish when I started this. And a couple of his buddies are coming to me like, dude, Pops, you're going to get canceled. But I'm like, no, I'm not. You don't understand. <laughs> I'm like, cancellation is for millennials and people who give a shit. And I don't fall into either one of those categories. I'm like, I don't care. You can't cancel me because... And at the time, I was, like, furloughed, so I was not working. I'm like, you can't take my job away because the government already did that by shutting everything down. I I, I don't care if I'm socially accepted by you and your peers because you're all fucking idiots. So if I tell you you're fucking idiots, that I don't feel bad about it, and you can't really cancel me because you're going to come up and be like, you're being mean, and you hurt my feelings, and you said something that I don't agree with, and I'm going to go, and. Get the fuck over it. Hurt feelings, I mean, contrary to popular belief, this is one of my core principles is hurt feelings is a you problem. And if you expect the entire world to mollycoddle you and and safeguard you and keep you fragile and delicate like that, 
you're never going to make it because reality doesn't really care. <laughs> and uh, you don't learn to cope if you're not facing adversity. You don't learn to cope by being sheltered and protected. That's like, you know, that's why um, I, we grew up where it was like the week we're winding up on milk cartons and and the rest of us thrived because we learned how to drink from the hose and rub dirt on any injuries. And <laughs> I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I broke my leg one time and, you know, we rubbed some dirt on it and, and put some ta- duct tape over it because we didn't want my parents to realize I ripped my fucking jeans. Uh, I'm just I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, no, I get you. I. So. On one end of it, I definitely agree with you that there are that there are things in today's society that are a lot softer than they were in our generation. And I feel a lot of that has to do with the way that society has kind of taken a backseat throughout a lot of, well, God damn it. I'm trying to say this in the most politically correct way possible. You are literally doing that on the wrong possible show. <laughs> I understand that. Oh no, but th- that's okay. I mean, you coach it however you're comfortable with because yeah, it's you know it it, it is what it's. I'll take I'll take the heat for whatever comes out of my mouth. Oh, I uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know that's as far as it can go because it's just kind of how it works. <laughs> but like for, I understand how like when I was a kid back in the nineties we were able to go out and do all sorts of crazy shit and get into all sorts of trouble. I know I got into tons and tons of trouble and we have so much documentation of that. It's not even funny. Uh, I've been banned from churches for shit that I've done. And (laughs) the fact of the matter is There are so many things in today's society that if I tried to do with my kids raising them, I'd get sent to jail. Oh, yeah, without without a doubt. It's uh, it's unfortunate, really. I mean, to a certain extent. I mean, I'm not I'm not in favor of like, you know, beating the hell out of a kid. But uh, I can't remember one of the comedians said it and I believe it. You know, the ass was made for whooping. That's why it's padded. And. That's why, like, even for, like, me, I got middle-aged white guy ass. I have back from my shoulders to my ankles right now because I hit, like, 35 and it just disappeared. And But, you know, when I was a kid, no, I was kind of, you know, packing a little badonkadonk back there. Cause it, and it might have been because I was getting a foot in it on a semi-regular basis because I was a problem child. I will admit that. <laughs> I may have also been told there's a couple churches I am no longer welcome in. <laughs> um, on top of which... uh. I, I was also thrown out of a country, so I don't, I, I, I can understand. <laughs> I was I was asked to leave Canada very nicely. <laughs> of course, it'd be okay. very nicely because they don't know how to do anything else <laughs> without being nice. Yeah. How did you get thrown out of Canada? I <sighs> have to ask the question. Um, I I may have told this story once or twice, uh, but I'll tell it again. Why not? Um, a couple of my buddies and I, when it was like ninety eight ish, give or mm-hmm. take. Uh, 98, 99, somewhere in that ballpark. Before we could legally drink in the States, we got it in our heads one day, like, we got nothing better to do. We missed spring break because, like, I was working and one of my buddies was dealing with some bullshit. And we're like, we got a long weekend. What are we going to do? And I live just outside of Chicago, so we can make it to Canada in, like, 
eight and a half hours if we if we if we're a, a, just thorough in how we drive. So mm-hmm. two of my buddies showed up at my house one morning, like, "Get in the car, we're going to Canada." I'm like, "Fuck it, all right, <laughs> I got nowhere to be for the next few days. Let's let's do this." And so they get in my car and they pick me up and we proceed to road trip to to uh, Windsor, Canada, which is right across from Detroit. Like you go over a bridge and you're in Canada. Mm-hmm. And now these are my my like my two best friends. And one of the things that we did not take into account is when we are around each other in any kind of extended amount of time, we like regress mentally. Mm-hmm. And so we were like, by the end of the the drive, we were like three mildly brain damaged chimps um, that happened to be in a, in, in an F one hundred and fifty, and. Like we're driving down the road, my one buddy's making balloon animals out of condoms, and like, and he's complaining because he's got lube all over his hands now, and he's like, "What the fuck, man? Everything's slick. I can't get my lighter to light." He's like trying to light a cigarette, and he can't do it because his hands are covered in fucking lube. What the fuck did he expect? Yeah, and and I'm sitting in the front seat, getting getting like hit in the back of the head with a fucking condom, you know, balloon animal, like. Boom. Like, dude, fucking give me that thing. And I, like, whip it out the window of the truck, and it, like, smacked this station wagon full of kids in the windshields. Like, and, and I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to jail. And we were, st- we were still in Michigan at this point. We hadn't even crossed over into Canada yet. And my buddy, oh, who's, no. my buddy who's driving, we get up to the, like, the toll booth to go across the bridge over into Canada, and they also do a currency exchange there. And, and they're like, hey, do you, want, do, you, do you want to exchange your currency before you go into Canada? And we're like, my, and we're like, yeah, we should do that while we're here or whatever. And so my buddy in the back, because it was a little uh, crew cab, so my buddy in the back and then hands me money, and I hand it over to the guy who's driving. He's like, all right, I'll take $500 worth of Leafs, please. I'm like, oh, this is off to a good start. They're not called Leafs, uh. motherfucker. And I'm like, they're like loonies and toonies or some shit like that. I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, give it. So the guy gives us uh, gives us this big stack of Canadian cash, and we're trying to figure out how to redistribute it because he didn't tell us what the exchange rate was, and we gave him like five hundred dollars in American money, and I got like just under nine hundred leafs to deal with and try and figure out who who kicked in what, and I'm like, well, I know I put in two hundred, so two fifths of this is mine, and I'm like trying to do math, <laughs> and, and I'm I'm and at this point, like I said, I'm mildly retarded myself because we've all been in the car with each other for like eight and a half hours. We got lost in Detroit for like 45 minutes, which was really, that's a whole nother story all into itself because oh, God. we're driving along like, okay, we got, because we got off the highway to take a leak and we tr- like the on-ramp was under construction, so we're like, okay, well, we'll just go to the next on-ramp and we got lost in downtown Detroit and we're like cruising along, cruising along, and all of a sudden, it's check cashing place, hair beauty supply store, check cashing place, pager store. Okay, yeah, pager store. That should tell you something. And we're just like, uh, this is not where we want to be, guys. Like three goofy ass white kids in, yeah, no. So we like pull. I pull over to this KFC to go in to ask them how to get back to the highway. There's like three and a half inch thick bulletproof glass all the way down the counter, and I'm like. Oh, fuck me, I'm gonna die. And, and, <laughs> and, and, this would literally be me in the hood, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. This is literally would be me. I get yeah. every, when I go to fucking Trent, New Jersey, I get scared. That's how bad it is. Well, and the funny thing is, out of my two friends that are in the car, I get sent in because I'm the one that's like 
I'm the big guy. I'm I'm the one that's at this time I was like a pretty I was much leaner than I am now, but I was still like 280 pounds, but I was wearing like a size 30 jeans, you know? I mean, I was just a walking brick shit house and Mm-hmm. And so they're like, you go in, nobody will fuck with you. And I'm like, man, yeah, the bullet doesn't care how whipped you are. Fuck you guys. I'll, fine, I'm going in, pussies. And, you know, like I get out of the car and I'm like, you know, walk up to the door, flick my cigarette because, you know, we're like teenagers and we all smoke back then. So I like flick my cigarette as I'm walking in, some homeless guy hanging outside. Hey, man, can I get one of them squares? I'm like, yeah, here you go. And I, I go inside and I go up to the counter and I got like a three piece. And I was like, can I get a three piece and some directions back to the fucking highway, please? They're like, yeah, you look lost, bro. And they're like, the little drawer pops out for me to put my money. And I'm like, you know, five bucks. And then the turnstile turns and the bulletproof glass and my chicken comes out. And I'm like, all right, thanks. Y'all have a lovely day. And they're like, yeah, go back that way. And I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I got you. We're going, we're going that way. I'm good. We're good. And I come out and the same homeless dude's like, hey, man, can I get a square? I'm like, I just gave you a cigarette like three fucking minutes ago. I was like, yeah, man. Okay, let me get a couple more. You're leaving. I'm like, fuck it. Here you go. I'm like, I got like two left in this pack. Just take them. Fuck it. I get back in the car. I look at my friends. I'm like, all right, asshole, go that way. Uh, what do you mean? I said, that's what they said. They said, fucking go that way. We're going that way. And we'll look for somewhere not next to a check cashing place to find directions. Just let's get, let's get the fuck out of here. So, so we, I'm, you know, we're all kind of shook up at that point and, get back on the highway, get on the bridge, go over there, get into Canada proper. And we're like, all right, let's figure out what the hell we're going to do now. Cause we're in Canada and we're driving along. And all of a sudden I see the sign and it looks like it's like bright orange and white letters, kind of like a home Depot sign. Right. It says the beer store. I'm like, Oh, okay. Just, you know, 19 year old Aaron's like, fuck yeah. The beer store. I mean, that that's a sign. It's the beer store. We're going to go get beer. And so we go, we pull into the beer store parking lot and this place is friggin' awesome. But, there's no, like, coolers or anything like that, right? There's a big wall that has, like, pictures of all the beers they have on it. And there's a conveyor belt. And you go up to the register and you tell them, I want this, that, this, that. And all of a sudden, a box comes rolling on the conveyor belt. It's got all your beer in it. I was like, this is fucking amazing. Is it cold? I have to Oh, ask. yes, it, it was chilled. It was, it was okay. beautiful. Oh, my God. I was going to say, if it wasn't chilled, there was going to be a problem. Oh, no, this, it, it was. This sounds like was, heaven. Yes, it was. I, I, I still, to this day, have a, have a beer koozie somewhere that's the beer store. And I was like, this is, I, I will have this forever. I love him. And um, and so we get our, like, we did what any typical fucking 19-year-olds would do. when Free, unfettered access to beer. We spent entirely too much money. And we bought, like, 160 cans of beer for a two-day trip <laughs> for three of us. Uh, yeah, that mathed out really good. And um, then we're like, all right, what are we going to do now? And I was like, well, we should probably figure out where we're going where we're gonna to stay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's go get a fucking hotel room or something. Like, well, no shit. No, we're going to find a nice park, you assholes. We're in Canada. I'm not sleeping outside. And so we went and found this, like, really very economical hotel to uh, stay in. A lovely motor lodge, if you will. And um, so we check in and we get our room. And I'm like, well, sheets look clean, I I guess. And they're like, well, fuck it. You know, we can still, because we, uh, we wanted a smoking room and we had to go to like two places to find a place that would let us smoke inside. So we're like, well, it doesn't look like too many hookers died here. <laughs> we'll be all right. <laughs> and, and so we like, all right, let's, 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 let's go do something. Let's go out. And so we go back out and we go talk to the gal that was working the desk and we're like, Hey, um, what's there to do in this fucking town? <laughs> and she's like, it's Wednesday. I'm like, 
Okay, yeah, I I didn't ask what day it is, or it, no, I'm sorry, it was Thursday. She's like, it's Thursday. There, there's a there's a bar down the down the road. You can go down there. Okay, that sounds good. We don't have to drive. That's that's within walking distance because, um, my my buddies and I we uh, were like we lived in Madison at one point, and when you live in Madison, you don't drive anywhere, and unless you're going like way out of off campus, if you're anywhere near UW Madison. Everything is within what was within walking distance, and up to like three miles was acceptable walking distance. So we're like, yeah, like four blocks that way. Yeah, no problem. We're gonna let's go. Come on, guys. We're gonna go get something to eat, and we're gonna go to we're gonna go uh, go to this bar. And so we go grab something to eat. And my buddy, the, guy, the same guy who was driving when we got that asked for the Leafs as we were crossing over the the the, the border, we get to a McDonald's and there's a big maple leaf in the middle of the Golden Arches. And he just goes fucking apocalyptic. He's like, what is this shit? You can't put a fucking maple leaf in the Golden Arches? Jesus fucking Christ, that's a fucking blasphemy. And I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. We're in Canada. There's going to be maple leaves. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to, this is going to, this is not good. Shut up. Now, another caveat to this is my, my, my best friend who was the guy who was having a shit fit about maple leaves on the Golden Arches. To give you a, a mental picture, this guy's like six two, maybe like a buck thirty five, right? And I'm saying that including all the piercings and tattoos and shit too, because he is a like like hardcore gutter punk type looking guy, bondage pants, studded leather belt, you know, cross pierced nipples. So that's an extra half pound for all this jewelry hanging out of his fucking nipples. Uh, so basically, just, what I would call a walking cancer patient. Uh, Excuse me. Eh. With, the, with that you. weight, with that weight at six two, come on. Oh yeah, no, he's just super skinny, dude. I mean, I might be, I might be All exaggerating right. a little bit for de- for for effect, but yeah, no, basically, like very skinny, dude. Like bean pole, yep. bean pole, super skinny, and he's got a mouth like he's six five and four hundred pounds. I mean, dude, oh, lovely talks a gang of shit constantly, and then like. My uh, my other buddy and my other best friend and myself are like the stockier, like, you know, I, I'm a little bigger than him, but we were both pretty solid guys. So we're like, yeah, we're, we get in a lot of fights because of him. And um, so, and, and it, it just those. It happened. <laughs> so we were like, all right, cool. We're going to go to this bar. And, you know, I mean, this town, it's, like I said, it's right across the river from Detroit. They're used to a bunch of stupid ass American teenagers coming over and getting drunk on a regular basis. So they're non pulsed by these like mouthy, stupid assholes. That are walking around like, hey, look at this. Holy shit. Wow. Hey. And like I'd been to Canada before on like fishing trips, right? Cabins in the middle of nowhere where you don't have to deal with your loud, obnoxious, like hardcore punk friend getting you into disagreements with everyone that you come across. So we get down to this bar that the nice girl from the desk sent us to and we're having a few beers and in walks like a hockey team. And I mean like an entire friggin' amateur hockey team that just got done with practice and decided to go have a few beers after after practice. And guys you don't want to fuck with. Yeah, guy, guys that beat the shit out of each other at practice for fun. And there were like eight of them. And out of the eight, there were like six and a half mullets. And that was that 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 was and about that's, thirty that's brain started. cells between all of them. 30, 30 brain cells and sixty four teeth. So <laughs> it, it was, yeah. And so me and me and my other buddy, who's the more sizey fella, and I are both just drinking our beers and you know 
like, hey, let's go shoot some pool. Let's have fun. We're just like trying to be casual and hang out and not stand out like a couple of tourist assholes. And then we have the blazing neon attraction of, I mean, I love my friend dearly, but he ha- he's the kind of guy that like any sort of jockish individual will fuck with in a certain age bracket, like in our late teens, early 20s. Any football player, hockey player, any athlete would see this guy and be like, I will fuck with him. And and they would. And also had enough of a kind of a self-depreciating humor and enough wit and personality. And he's a smart guy, very witty, where like he would randomly be talking to some girl. And next thing you know, some big no-neck guy that's pissed off that she's not paying attention to him wants to kick my friend's ass. And that's pretty much exactly what played out. One of the little hockey bunnies. Uh, went, oh, like, oh, I really like your shirt. And he was wearing like a fucking, uh, like a buzzcock shirt or something, you know, so, so, something that was a band name, but it sounded vaguely dirty if you didn't know it was a band name. I, I, like I said, I think it was a buzzcock shirt. Oh, yeah, buzzcocks, huh? What's that? And, da, da, da. and he's just talking to her. And all, hey, what's going on there, eh? I'm like, oh, fuck me. Because I'm like, I'm over at the bar. He's on his way to the bathroom. And I hear, hey, what, what, what's going on there, eh? And I'm like, oh, for shit's sake. I don't even have to look. I know what's coming. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, here we go. Drink the beer, put the bottle down, go over, kind of puff up behind this guy. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. John, get over here. I'm like, I can probably take two of them. Maybe. Maybe. I'm like doing the math in my head. Like, how, how out of hand is this going to get, you know? The bartender sees something from behind the bar and can tell. It's like, hey, we're not having any trouble in here tonight. And I'm like, not from us, you're not. Uh, you, might, you might have to do something about the fucking hockey team. And, um, you know, and there was a little tension going on, but it kind of got diffused. And then as, as the night wore on, most of the hockey team left, but there were still like four of them hanging out and still eyeball fucking my buddy like he was, a, like he was their prom date, you know. And I'm like, oh, this is going to. This is gonna be a rough night, and can we just leave? <laughs> yeah, can, like, can we just go? And but on the other side of that coin, we're also, you know, drinking Canadian beer, which is when you're drinking Canadian beer in Canada, it's uh, it's got a little more kick to it. Which and as you know, nineteen year olds, we we're not prepared necessarily for that, so we're we're getting good and pissed up, and like, all right, let's go. Fuck it, we're not taking any of these girls. Let's go. Let's go back to the hotel. I got. I got beer there, and I don't. I don't want to spend any more of this fake money. And da, da, da. and we're leaving, and we're kind of walking out. And my buddy's just like, "Fucking mullets," <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> "What the shit?" And I'm just like, "You had, you had to fucking do it." Yeah, hey, what's going on there? Hey, oh, fuck! <laughs> it was at this moment he knew. He fucked up. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm nah, like, nah, he didn't realize he fucked up yet. No, no, no. <laughs> we just kept walking. I'm like, just just go. Go, motherfucker, go. And so we, we, we get out of the bar, into the parking lot. And like I said, at this point, they had kind of dialed back from, you know, eight of these guys to like four big walking sides of beef with bad hair and no teeth. So they're like, hey, what do you, you got a fucking problem, eh, you fucking tourist motherfuckers? Ah. You know, so we got into a little bit of a tussle, nothing super serious, but, um, you know, kind of established that we weren't going to just be easy pickings. And they were just kind of like, well, well, you know, fuck it. You're not even worth it. You fucking yankee asses. Go home. And like, 
They're like, and you know, they're like, the fuck the lions, because I guess you know they're used to yelling at kids from Detroit. We're like, yeah, fuck the lions. We don't even like those ass. Fuck them. They're never gonna win a fucking game. Fuck them. <laughs> and they're so what the fuck. And so you know, and so we wind up you know going back to the, our motel room, which it took us like twenty minutes to walk to the bar. It took us like two hours to get back to the fucking hotel because we had to stop like every thirty seconds to either lean on something or pee on something. And um. So we we get back to the hotel and my one buddy goes inside and we're like, well, we still left all the beer in the bed at back of the truck. We, okay, well, don't want to like look like okay. Let's just go get the beer out of the truck. So we go to the bed of the truck and realize the cap's locked. So we go back to go get in our our motel room. The fucking motel room's locked and the asshole with the keys is passed out in there already. So me and my other buddy are sitting in the parking lot like. What the fuck are we going to do now? All right. So we go down to the front desk and there's nobody there. The fucking desk clerk is fucked off to wherever. And the girl said her shift was over at like 10 and she was like, hey, maybe I'll come down to the bar. She didn't show up. Dirty bitch. But <laughs> so there's like the, nobody there. And we're oh, hello. We need a key. We're locked out of our room. You know, we're not lying to you. You <laughs> photocopied our ID. Can we get hello? And nobody's there. So I'm like, well, fuck it. Let's go back out there. And we want to busting the lock on the cap because we're like well we're locked out of the hotel room i I want a beer and so i just i turned the handle real hard until it turned (laughs) i was like fuck it i'll pay for it when we get back to the states so we get go back and we pull out a couple beers and we're sitting on the tailgate of the truck and all of a sudden cops roll up into the parking lot apparently somebody had called and complained about a disturbance at the bar and they were driving around the neighborhood looking to see if we knew anything and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, you know, there were, there were some uh, hockey players that were having a little bit of a, di- a disagreement with somebody in the parking lot. Um, we were, we just walked back here and they're like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, you know, and they're like, what are you doing in the parking lot? I'm like, well, this is going to sound really stupid, but um, our buddy who has the keys in his pocket went into the room and we were staying out here to have a cigarette and he must have passed out because we can't get in the room and the door's locked and there's nobody at the front desk. And they're like, Really? And I'm like, yeah, and, you know, it's really kind of inconvenient. I'm, and I'm, I, I've always been, like, the go-to person to talk to the cops when, whenever cops were involved because, like, that's, that's my gift. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm good with police. Uh, <laughs> I've, been, I've managed to talk my way out of a lot of stuff I probably shouldn't have. And so I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's just the damnedest thing. We're just waiting for the, the clerk to show up. I don't know where, where whoever's supposed to be working the desk fucked off to, but they're not here. And we need to get a key so we can get in our room. I'd like to go back to bed. And I look up and... There's my buddy peeing behind the cop car. And I just kind of hung my head and I, I turned my head and I look over at the cops. I'm like, we're going to jail, are we? And the guy's like, well, you know, if you're really locked out of your room, like, I'm, I swear to God, where I'm like, that's our room right in front of the door. You can, if you can get him to open the door and let us out, or let us in, we'll, you will not see us again. There will not be any further problems. And the guy looks at me and goes, so, uh, Boys are from the states, huh? I'm like, is it that obvious? And I'm like, well, you know, usually, usually you guys wait till the weekend to come over. I'm like, yeah, we're on a weird schedule. I just came into town to blow off some steam for a couple of days. And they're like, so when are you planning on going home? I was like, first thing in the morning, officer. He goes, yeah, that's a good idea. If you're still here at at, at ten o'clock uh, before my shift ends, I'm gonna we we might have to have a talk. We might have to take you in. I'm like, oh. So get out of the country. That's what you're telling me. He's like, yeah, you guys might want to, you know, might want to come back when you're a little older. I'm like, thank you, officer. So like I said, I wasn't formally kicked out of the country. I was just very strongly advised that I not be there in the morning. 
So, so uh, yeah. <laughs> that story brings up actually a lot of my stories because I had a similar situation happen in Canada, except I had almost the exact opposite problem. Where well, I was, like, I was the fuck I almost Canada? became Canadian. Oh, well. Uh, so, the year for for anybody who's trying to pay attention and catch this punchline before it comes is 2001. Oh, Jesus. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, please do continue. <laughs> so, me, my mother, and my stepfather, and my step-siblings decide we're going to take a lovely vacation to Canada. And... We have we do all the touristy things. We go see Niagara Falls. We fucking go do like a haunted house thing. It was real fun. It was nice. It was a, a real bonding experience. And then we try to drive back to the States. And we get to the border. The Border Patrol officer uh asks for everybody's IDs and my stepfather passes his ID over to the border patrol guy and he reads it Solomon Ezra Where are you from sir Iran and Oh shit Without even thinking, my stepfather goes, shit, 9-11. Oh my god. Oh, Jesus. We get pulled out of line so fast, my head is spinning. <laughs> oh good god yeah it takes us two hours for them to finally go all right these are american citizens they can go back oh lord <laughs> that that's i think that that wins i i can't i i oh geez you can't write that jesus <laughs> how come you're not a comedian like i'm genuinely curious why you never decided to go in the comedy because nobody believes the shit that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> Half the shit that comedians say never happened to them anyway. The fucked up part is this is all true. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny. Do comedy for Christ's sake. Like the, uh, the, the delivery works. As far as like some of the other portions of your story, uh, I do I do also have a lovely friend who cannot fucking keep his goddamn mouth shut at a bar. Uh his name is uh Troy Workman. He's a lovely human being. But we used to frequent a bar called B the Big Whiskey Saloon down in Olympia, Washington. And for people who don't know what that kind of atmosphere is, it's a bunch of fucking crazed up military people who just went out to do some country dancing for the weekend <laughs> it gets real ugly real quick 
Uh, and I swear to God, my buddy looks over at this big, big fucking dude. And he just starts talking shit. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, all right, stop, stop, please, please. And the guy says something about being in the infantry. And that just sends my buddy to a whole new stratosphere <laughs> because the the thing about like the military guys, <clears throat> it doesn't matter what fucking branch you're in. It doesn't matter what MOS you're in. We're going to talk shit. Uh, but as soon as this dude said that he was in the infantry, the fucking dumbass super scoot just wouldn't let it fucking drop. And so I ended up having to get into a lovely, I had to basically get between the two individuals and just be like, all right, all right, all right, let's, let's calm down here. Let's not do anything rash. I don't want to go back to post in handcuffs tonight. Let's chill. And this big cock diesel infantry bastard, <laughs> because all of them have a point to prove. Uh, puts his finger on my chest and goes, I will kick your ass and then I will kick his ass. And I'm just like, listen, man, out of all the people in this bar right now, I am the last person you want to fuck around with. I don't want to do this. I don't want to play this game. Please don't make me. I know jujitsu, motherfucker. <laughs> You've apparently had one too many. All right, sweetheart. And he tries to throw a kick at me that was so fucking dumb and so uncoordinated that I managed to catch it. <laughs> no. Oh, Honestly, Lord. I'm not that good of a fighter. I'm I'm decent. I'm not great. And I caught this motherfucker. And all I did was put my two fingers into the side of his leg on his femoral artery and watch this bitch drop to the ground like a fucking sack of potatoes. <laughs> At uh. which point, my buddy gets into the middle of this stupidity and shouts to the rest of the bar, all right, who's next, bitches? <laughs> oh, Jesus. God damn it. <laughs> oh, Lord. That that actually, and you said that's an Olympia, huh? <laughs> it's not that I'm going looking for trouble. I'm just thinking my, uh, I think my kid brother's in Olympia right now. Thankfully, I should, I should big check on him. He is no longer a thing. <laughs> okay, well, in that case, he's probably okay then. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, that, that sounds exactly like the kind of shit he'd wear. Well, I don't know. We're, we're old now. When, when we were kids, though, he was. Uh, oh, I, mi I after, miss getting into trouble like that. After he got out of like the that. service, oh lord, there was. He got out of the service like literally right after nine eleven happened, because um, he was he was getting a he was getting a medical. And uh, and then uh, nine eleven happened, and he was like, "No, I don't want out." And they and the, the navy was like, "No, you're 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 getting medically discharged. You cannot 
you, you go get your physical therapy and all this other stuff, and maybe you can try and reenlist later. And, he was, and so he was all pissy. But <laughs> so I we would we were going out to get some cocktails and shit. And that was exactly the kind of thing that would happen. He'd be like just pixelated, like, all right, who's next? We're good. I'll kick all <laughs> your asses. And I'm like, you didn't kick that guy's ass. I did. What the fuck? <laughs> he swung at me because of your mouth. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, and, and then he'd be like, all right, you're lucky. He said we're not kicking your asses. I'm like, angry little motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And yep. and and my and my brother, God bless his heart. He's uh, right after he got out of the service. Other than his like blown out knees, he. But basically, you could tell all he did while he was in there was like lift weight and go to his duty station and then go back and lift more weights because he was just shredded. And so every opportunity that came up, the first thing that happened was his shirt came off. So I'm like, God damn it, stop drinking! And and and, it, and it, we're in the Midwest, so he had to like contain himself for like four months until the weather got decent again and i'm like okay that's fine no 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 shirt coming off as soon as somebody looks at him cross-eyed we're good for a little while and then next <laughs> thing you know we're, we're like in 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 the in these bars where like uh that i like knew all the bouncers at and shit because just like professional courtesy and things like that because i was working at this restaurant where uh, we also happened to be like the busiest bar in town after 10 o'clock because the kitchen closed, but the bar stayed open till 3 a.m. And so after the kitchen closed, I would go bounce on for like Friday and Saturday just to make extra money. And I, you know, got to check out the band for free. I'll check out all the chicks that were coming in like, oh, hey, yeah, how you doing? You look like you, you look like you make poor decisions. Yeah, this is before I met my wife. <laughs> and, uh. <laughs> so so like I know all these bouncers and it got to the point where like my my brother would go out without me and I would get phone calls from bars where they'd be like, dude, you gotta come get him. And I'm like, What what now? Like, man. He he threw a drink <laughs> he threw a drink in some guy's face for because the guy was talking shit to him and we we broke it up, but the guy's calling the cops. You gotta come get him. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, just shove him out by the grease trap. I'll pick him up in the back alley. <laughs> and I'd show up, and he'd be like, did you tell them to put me back here? Like, dude, you're by the grease pit. Who do you think told them to put you there? You think that was their idea? <laughs> Fucking stinks back here, man. I'm like, yeah, that's the whole point. Shut up. Cops are out front. Get in the damn car. <laughs> See, I, I haven't had it's, it, instances like that. Like, truth be told, I'm a pretty more or less boring guy like i go out but i don't like get into these eventful scenarios like you guys do so the closest i think i came to getting into a bar fight act was a couple of weeks ago we were at a going away party for my buddy who was moving out of the country and we had all gotten there like before like anybody really had got there the bar was more or less empty so we were hanging out there until the whole thing closed we got there like 9 30 10 o'clock and by then, the college kids weren't even p- packing up the bars. So we're chilling, we're drinking, we're eating, we're having a good time. Then it starts getting busy. And I like to people watch. That's what I like to do. Like When I go out, I like, I like to people watch, see what everybody else is doing, m- figure out maybe who I'm trying to hit on, who I'm trying to you know not fuck with. Or if anybody tries to fuck with me, I know who to, I know who to look for in case hands start swinging, God forbid. So there's this group of guys that must have got came in together because they all seem to know each other from them talking. And this one guy must have been pissed drunk either at, 
throughout the time of him being there or before when he was pre-gaming. And he's talking shit to everybody. Like my one buddy who was moving out of the country, you know, they bumped into each other by accident, you know, common mistake. And, you know, my buddy says something like not, not mean or snarky. He's like, oh, he was making a joke. Like, oh, say excuse me next time. And I'm and he's already drunk, so I'm just like, oh shit, Mike, don't do this, Mike. And he's and the guy's eyeing him up now. He's like, the fuck you just say to me? He's giving them that look, you know, like you want to fight, motherfucker. Now keep in mind, this dude is small. He, he's very small. He does. He looks like he he came and fucking hurt a fly. He's that small. My buddy's like fucking six. He's over six feet and easily two two forty five. Like <laughs> I would not fuck with that man. But this little white boy is fucking eyeing him up like you want to go, motherfucker. So, and keep in mind, the group that's still remaining as this is happening is me, like a nearly six foot five former army friend, um, another like six foot guy who's white. He's like a hill, big hillbilly motherfucker <laughs> and a couple of chicks that definitely look like they could fight. So this guy is in for a lot of trouble if he starts swinging hands. Like we're all going to jump him at that point. Even me, even though I don't fucking fight. So this guy, he's also starting tr trouble with a fucking biker gang. He started, tr <laughs> he starts trouble with a fucking biker gang because he called some chick or one of the one of their girls a bitch or something. He's like, he's like, yo, See, fuck you, fuck you, bitch. And then all of a sudden, these these biker guys who this isn't like Sons of Anarchy, bro. Like you, we can clearly tell that you guys don't fucking do drugs or anything like that, or you don't run drug rings or shit. So they're all like starting, this, they're trying to start <laughs> shit with him. They're trying to start shit with him now. So this guy is now has tried to start shit with my group and then he's starting to talk he's talking shit to bikers see and this I'm, is this is a beautiful uh example of darwinism ladies and gentlemen yes exactly it, uh, that's i was astounded and and somehow some way one of the girls in our group started talking to him and they went away for a period of time and i'm not really sure what happened while they were away, they went from talking for a good, like, 35 minutes. Because I know this because I could tell from the time that was going on. Every time I looked over, they're still talking. And then they disappear. And I'm like... I'm ashamed of you. <laughs> I'm ashamed of you. On, like, a, per uh, uh, on a personal I'm ashamed of me? Why are you ashamed of me? I'm like, what because, the fuck happened? Because, hold on, hold on, hold on. A girl from your group that you were with starts talking to this twat waffle. <laughs> that should have gotten his teeth knocked down his throat repeatedly. Hold on. And she walked away from the table with him and not you. We first of all, we she's fucking in her 30s. She's like in her 30s, and is from what I understand from my buddy, she's a little nasty. So I think I dodged the bullet. So whatever he might, if the, anything did go down, whatever he caught, he could live with. I'm okay with that. I didn't think I didn't think she was that attractive anyway. So I'm just like, he could have her. I don't want her. All right. All right. I give you that one. Okay. Uh oh my God. I mean, <laughs> I try to avoid conflict most of the time. I do too, but that's the thing. I do too. Yeah, it's just like somehow, some way, in this particular moment, God wanted to test me. <laughs> and he's like, Mish. I'm going to start sending some assholes your way. Let's see how you deal with them. Thank God I had like three three guys, three six-foot guys around me, and two of them were black. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Listen, and they were, and most of them were former Army, too. So, 
Okay, there. That 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 that's a that's a that's... better intimidation factor. Yep, there you go. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, uh, listen, listen. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say, say this. And this is we're going where we're going to wrap it up for this episode. We uh, pay attention. Come back for the rest of the conversation I had with the boys from Sixty Nine Whiskey. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode, guys. If you liked what you heard, leave a comment, leave a review, leave a rating. Go to IHadToSayItPodcast.com, sign up for the mailing list, interact with the show. Click the links, sign up for the Patreon, join the Discord, come and interact, be a part of the show, buy the merch, support your favorite creator, or support me. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Till next time.